Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church, coming to your homes live from Portland, Oregon. We are a people of worship, work, and prayer, ready to serve the Lord, ready to serve with the community, and ready to withstand the enemy. Thank you for choosing to worship with us today. It is our prayer that during our worship experience that your love for God will be intensified, your faith be stirred, your hands get to clapping, and your feet get to dancing. After this song of preparation, be prepared to join Pastor Kimberly K. Black and the Greater St. Stephen's Church family as we bless the Lord.
Amen. Come on, y'all. Let's get excited. Get excited. We will be coming together to sharpen iron. Iron's going to sharpen some iron. And we're going to, to, to grow stronger, grow wiser, and equip the saints for the work that God has for us in 2023. Amen. So inviting all of you to join us on the 29th at 1130. We'll be in the fellowship hall for our uh, church word shop. Amen. February. Somebody say February. I want you to know that Black History Month is every day for me. Black History is every day for me. But because they set aside the month of February to honor Black History Month, we will do it up in a great fashion this year. Amen? So on the first Sunday, we will wear African attire. Amen? So come decked out in your African attire on the first Sunday. On the second Sunday, we will wear um, red, black, and green. Any version of your red, black, and green. Amen? But what does that represent? Africa. The red is for the blood that was shed. Black was for the, 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 the skin of the people. And green was for the land that they owned. Amen? All right. And then on the uh, third Sunday, um, we want to wear anything that represents an HBCU. A historically black college. All right? That's the third Sunday. And on the th each of those Sundays, we will have speakers to talk about what we're, how we're dressed and what we're dressed for, okay? So we're going to talk about somebody on the first Sunday. We're going to talk about somebody on the second Sunday. Third Sunday, we're going to talk about some HBCUs, historical black colleges. Amen? Pastor, why are you doing this? Because they need, they need the attention right now. And our children need to know that they can get away and go to school to some place where people that look like them are doing some great and wonderful things. Amen? So we're going to put it into the atmosphere. On the fourth Sunday, with this family and friends, we're going to old landmark make it. Don't worry about it, Mother Glum. She looked up and gave me that side out. We're going to be all right, amen? We're going to do Old Landmark Day on the 26th, amen? So I want to encourage you um, to, to, to get it together. Um, somebody text everybody so everybody can get the information. Call everybody so they'll know what we're doing, when we're doing it. First Sunday, we're wearing what? African attire. Second Sunday, we're wearing what? Red, black, and green. Third Sunday, we're wearing what? HBCU. We're going to be talking about um, historical black colleges. Amen? Amen. And then the fourth Sunday will be? Old Landmark Day. Amen? 
So we've got all of January to get ourselves together. Amen? Amen. So let's govern ourselves accordingly to those dates. You will be hearing more information. You will be seeing more information. And so we uh, just want you to be prepared. We don't want anybody to be caught off guard. We don't want anybody to say, well, I didn't know. Amen? So we've all heard it once, and you've heard it twice. You need to hear it again? Amen. Well, we will later, not today. Amen? All right. Uh, let us say happy birthday to all of our January birthdays. And we only have one. <laughs> Happy birthday to Elder Kathy Miniweather. Her birthday is today. Happy birthday, Elder. Happy birthday. Amen. Truly, truly blessed to be able to worship with you on today as you celebrate another day of life, another year of life, and another year of service unto the Lord. And may the Lord continue to bless you, may he keep you, and may every 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 desire that you have from him come this year. Amen. Because you lived in a, in a way that pleases him, that glorifies him. Amen. Amen. Also want to take out a few moments to recognize Brother and Sister Timmons. They will be celebrating their 60th wedding anniversary on Thursday, January the 5th. Amen. Thursday, January, 60 years. That's a long time. Amen. A long time. And so we're just truly grateful to God for each of them being uh, able to celebrate and and to have a good time in the Lord. Amen. 60 years. All right. Well, let's see who's going to go home with a Safeway card today. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, either you are on the line or you are in the building. Amen. Deacon has to left at work today. She's not feeling it, but I know she's on the line. She's on the line. She's on the line. Here we go. Give us a drum roll. Give us a drum roll. We got here. It's three, two, one, and it's nope, not Sister Mona Brookfield. All right, let's keep moving. If they're on the line, they're going to press one. Amen. All right, Mother Carolyn Mays. Woohoo! If you're on the line, press one. Huh? She raised her hand. You see a hand? I'm on the line. She's on the line. We hear. Amen. Good job, Jeremiah. Did you unmute me or Mother May? Okay, so unmute me. Okay, thank you. All right. All right. Okay. All right. 
All right, so Mother Mays has the gift card. Amen. All Amen. right, well, we thank are. Uh, she's saying thank you, so she's still. Okay, hold on, Mother Mays. Wait, Jeremiah. Say it again, Mother. I said amen, and thank you so much. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. All right, all right, amen. All right, so we are ready now to um, receive a word from the Lord on today. Are you ready? Are you ready? We have given our announcements. We've done our pastoral observation. We are ready to hear from the Lord. Can you do, Lord, if I find favor in your sight? Father, as we look to your word now, we ask that you would give us 
understanding that what we hear and what we read won't be foreign to us, but we will be able to take something from this lesson today and apply it to our lives right now to help us to be wiser, to help us to be better, to help us to be stronger, to help us to be salt and light in this corrupt and perverted world. Lord, we love you today, and we appreciate you so much. Now, Father, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Lord, you are my strength and my redeemer. And the people of God, with great expectation, you're clapping your hands. You're giving God a shout of praise for the word that we are about to receive. For the word of God makes us stronger. It makes us wiser. It makes us better. It's what we need to carry us through. God, we thank you for your word on today. For your word, oh God, is like building. Your word today, oh God, gives us direction and correction. God, we thank you for your word today. For it is your word, God, that, that helps us to know that we have been found, that we have been saved by your grace. Thank you for your word today. And Father, we bless you. We praise you. We give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. For those of you that are at home, we will be taking communion together, so make sure you have something there to drink and something there to represent the body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. After the message today, we will have our communion. If you have your Sunday school book, we're on page 203. If you have your Bible, we're um, in Ephesians chapter 5 and chapter 6. Our lesson today talks about love. And, and you all know, like I know, that the, the word love is used loosely. People love their dogs. They love their cats. They love their jobs. They love their homes. They love clothes. They love shoes. They, they love children, and they love uh, spouses, and they, they, they love siblings, and they love food. But we have allowed the world to take something that was so pure and so freely given and made it be so perverted, made it be so tainted. People don't even know how to love. People are afraid to give love. People are afraid to receive love. All because of what we've allowed the world to do. And as I was looking at this lesson and as I was pondering in my heart, I was like, Lord, what a good way to start the new year out. You know every year people come up with resolutions. I'm, I'm going to exercise. I'm going to save money. I'm going to do right. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. What I want to challenge you today because in our lesson today, the, 
application um, in, in the lesson, it, the application for activation tells us that we ought to serve one another in our homes in the name of Jesus Christ and in the spirit of the Lord our God. I, I want to challenge you today to make this your New Year's resolution. The application for activation says, uh, we serve one another in the home in the name and spirit of Christ. Think about your relationship with each family member. Are you following God's principles for family life? Pray that God will show you areas that need improvement. And then be willing to change and grow. Pray for your family members that they too will be willing to follow God's plan for your family. If possible, pray together. Are y'all looking at the Sunday school book? You should be highlighting this. This should be, be looking like a neon light to you in your book. Circle it. Because this is what it's all about. It's more than to be a hearer of the word. But God is saying, I want you to be a doer. And this is giving us what we need to do right here. Plain and simple. The babies can understand it. Pray for your family members that they too will be willing to follow God's plan for your family. If possible, pray together as a family, committing to grow together in God's way. Grow together in God's way. Ephesians was written by Paul. First, I want to tell you, these are not um, the uh, exact words that, that God and Jesus gave us. That, that, that he, he takes from Scripture and he went from the Jewish custom. And he went from principles of God's holy word, but he's given up here um, values and principles, morals, that we should apply to our daily lives. If you've ever read Ephesians chapter 5 and 64, you know that he's talking to husbands. Oh, wait a minute. Let me back up. He's talking to wives, husbands, and children. Okay. It's talking to wives, husbands, and children. It's talking to us about love. First John tells us that God is love. And everyone that knoweth God, loveth God. He that knoweth not God, knoweth not love, for love is God. So the wife can't love the husband, and the husband can't love the, the, the wife, and the children can't love the parents, 
if they don't know God. That, that, that's just what this book is saying. It, 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 I, I tell people this all the time. If, if the person you're talking about marrying can't commit to God, they're not going to have any commitment to you. Because the first line of commitment is to God. Everybody must confess Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Everybody. And once you confess him as Lord and Savior, then Ephesians 5 and 6 become a part of who you are. Not just something you do. But it becomes a part of who you are. So the Bible, the lesson tells us that this is a household code. This is a, 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 a I don't want to say it like, a, uh, what's the man's name on? Uh, what's my dear brother's name? Joe. He he said he he said he had a prescription. This is a prescription for a, a dose of of Holy Ghost to have a godly family. You can be single and follow these principles also. Okay. You can be single and follow these principles also. You you can be the, a single mother and follow these same principles. You can be a single father and follow these same principles. So I, I, I'm not going to be long, but I, I want to get your attention because Paul makes it very clear that as in Christ, we are all equal. We're all equal. We're all supposed to submit to God. But God is a God of order. And he does things decently and in order. God ordained marriage. God ordained family. We have made it look like it looks today. That was us. We decided, we, we, and we were talking about this yesterday, that, that the government, back when they created the welfare system. So people that look like us, well, we'll give you some food stamps, and we'll give you some cash assistance, but the only people in the house can be you and your children. Yeah. Amen. So that, that's how we became single mothers. Now, some folks became single because they just were tired of being with the knucklehead or the knucklehead was tired of being in the house. And so things went sideways. But when you look at what the government system was built for, it was built to accommodate our households without the male presence. So the government has set us up for failure. And we just kept following right along with it. But the Bible gives us clear instructions here. I just want to point out a few things because I'm going to let you read this for yourself. But as believers, we are to live a life of holiness. Live wisely by being led by the Holy Spirit. 
Wisdom comes from God. Does it come from your fortune cookie? Wisdom doesn't come from them people that be on Facebook flipping them cards. They, you just seen them on Facebook, uh, TikTok, they just flipping some cards. As a card drops, they turn it over. They just keep flipping cards, and then they flip it over. And a the card, they just playing with a deck of cards. Then they start talking to people. Oh, you're going to have prosperity, and you're going to have long life. And oh, you're about to run into some trouble. Oh, and this, that, that is foolishness. That is of the devil. Wisdom only comes from God. And the way that we get wisdom is by studying his word, fasting, and praying. Being in a place of consecration. So this is the challenge to us today. Are we going to live as foolish people throughout 2023, or are we going to live as the wise? There's, there's plenty of ways for us to do it. There's 31 days in January, right? So that means if I want wisdom, I need to be reading the book of Proverbs this month. And it's enough to where I can read it every day this month. I can read a chapter every day this month. I read my chapter already. While we while folks was up at midnight shooting their guns. I was reading Proverbs chapter 1 because I want to walk in wisdom as, as a leader, as a woman, as a mother, as a grandmother, on my job. I want to walk in wisdom, not just here in the house of the Lord, but everywhere I go, I want to walk in wisdom. So that should be our mindset. I just don't want to walk in wisdom when I go to church on Sunday. What kind of wisdom is that? So, so Paul tells women to submit to God, submit to their husband. The word submit here does not mean to be a doormat. You, you're not supposed to be abusive and take advantage of the authority that God has given you. As men, the Bible says that you are to love your wife as Christ has loved the church. Now, again, I said the word love has been distorted. We've changed what love looks like. When you think about Christ loving the church, what did he do? He gave his life. He sacrificed his life unselfishly. He put the needs of the church first. He made sure the church was protected. He made sure the church is provided for. Nowhere in the Bible did I ever read, have I ever read, that God abused anybody. Nor did he mistreat anybody. 
Love your wives as Christ has loved the church. The verse here in verse 28 and 29, it says the husband must nourish, protect, and provide for his wife. And he must love himself. If you don't love yourself, you ain't going to be able to love nobody else. Sisters, if you don't love yourself, you're not going to be able to love anybody else. I said this word is for all of us. If we can all take this word and apply it to our lives to help us be better. Because if we don't love Christ, we're not going to love each other. We're not going to love our brothers, our sisters, our cousins, our nieces, our nephews. We ain't going to love nobody. We'll walk around here and be like the rest of the world, full of hatred, angry at everybody, and angry at everything. Don't see no good in nothing. But that's not the God we serve. That's not the love that we're talking about. God saw good in everything. Even us, filthy rags, wretched undone, wasn't fit to live and showed up wasn't fit to die, but he saw seeds to give his life that we may have life and have life more abundantly. That's how we're supposed to love. The love of a husband for his wife should be the same as it is for the church. Those of us that are body, born-again believers must love, love each other. We must love the world. We must love the sinner woman, sinner man, just like Christ loved us. That love has to be reciprocated. It has to be given out. That love has to be demonstrated. That love has to be seen. Talk is cheap. Action. Speak louder than words. Ephesians chapter 6. Children should be obedient and loved. They should be obedient and loved. Children should be obedient and loved. If God has given us children, then, then we need to nurture them, discipline them, teach them, talk to them, talk with them. I know some of us, all of us in here, uh, got, got grown children. Some of us in here got grandchildren. Some of us in here are still children. Oh, well, I got my parents, so I have to follow this this verse. Right? And so we must be obedient and we must love. But your obedience it is a respect and an honor. 
and then the children must be loved, nurtured, give godly advice, godly counsel. Don't give your two cents, because your two cents, it barely works for you. But you want to pass it on to the next generation. Don't wrong with that. But the word of God is forever. It ain't going to change. So we need to learn how to give our children the word of God. Then we need to pray and ask God for godly wisdom and godly advice. Let me pick out some more words here that we need to use. Um, nurture, tenderly, lead, gently, guide in the way of God. That's what we need to do for children. It says, fathers, don't provoke your children by your behavior, your actions. While we are living, while we are serving, while we are doing ministry, on page 209, under, on, on, under the second column, the second paragraph talks about leadership. And we are all leaders. We are all leaders. Somebody is always watching us. Leadership means loving and listening. It says to those who are appointed as our leaders, we love them by carrying out given responsibilities in a manner that takes into consideration the feelings of others. This is for you. People are following you every day. And you must live your life before them that they carry out responsibilities and manners that will be considerate of others' feelings. I'm not just talking about following pastor and doing as pastor does, but I'm talking about when you are not here at church. Remember who you are. Remember who you are. Remember there's an assignment on your life. You just can't cuss out the kids because they're getting on your nerves. Consider their feelings. You just can't cuss out your spouse because they're getting on your nerves. Consider everybody else that's sitting in the house. Have some privacy. Wait till everybody go home. Then cuss them out. <laughs> Respect everybody's feelings. Everybody ain't got to know that, the, that the, there's a few going on in the house. Sisters, you mad at each other. Everybody ain't got to know that the elder many whether is mad at Deacon F.A. They live in the same house. Respect the feelings of everybody else. 
That's the problem with the church. Because we be mad with the deacon, we be mad with the preacher. We go home and we sit in front of folks that don't go to church. Or we sit in front of folks that go to church but really ain't committed to the church because of the conversations we have in front of them. Y'all didn't see all this in, in this, did you? <laughs> you just saw the responsibility of, of being a husband and a wife. This don't pertain to me because I ain't married. But I, I saw something in here to help all of us. I, I was watching uh, something the other day, and uh, it was a, a TV show, it was a movie, and and somebody said, well, you ought to you ought to go and talk to Aunt Susie because she got all kind of advice. And they said, Aunt Susie? You get advice from Aunt Susie? Yeah, Aunt Susie, she, she, she helped us all out. They said, well, let me tell you what Aunt Susie said. Aunt Susie said that so-and-so and so-and-so was having marital problems. Aunt Susie said that you and your baby daddy and the other baby daddy is doing this. Aunt Susie said that this one is doing that and that and that. Why would we go to Aunt Susie for any advice? She gonna tell everybody's business. Somebody gotta be in the. Somebody gotta be a trustworthy family member that I can come to and and, and tell my problems to and and share my burdens with without the whole city and all the family knowing about the business. That's what this was saying to me. God has delegated for us to be leaders. And we must do it with love. And, and, and love has no respect to person. You can't pick and choose who you're going to love. Got to love everybody. Got to be an example before everybody. God is love. And in order for us to reach the masses, we must be loved. We must share love, give love, talk love, do love in order for others to receive Christ. Every head bowed, every eye closed. When we started our testimony service, Mother Harris made a statement of feeling God press her to a higher call in God. And she said, today, January 1st, 2023, she wants to rededicate her life to the Lord. There may be someone else sitting here that that thought may not have occurred to you last night or last week. Might not have even occurred to you this morning while we were saying Happy New Year. But you heard Mother said it and it, it penetrated something in your heart and your mind. And you too desire a closer walk with the Lord. You too desire a more intimate relationship with the Lord. 
The only way to do that is to rededicate ourselves to him. So let's pray this prayer together. Those of you that are at home listening to us on Blog Talk, join in and pray this prayer with us. Heavenly Father, we come before your throne of grace, thanking you for salvation, thanking you for life, health, and strength. Father, you've given us a sound mind, and you've given us your Holy Spirit. And today, Father, we present ourselves back to you. We commit our ways to you. We yield our members over to be used by you. Take my mind, take my heart, every part, and use it for your glory. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Lord, you are my sin. Lord, you are my redeemer. And I am grateful. I am thankful. And so I commit my ways to you. Lead me. Guide me in the path of righteousness. Anoint me afresh. Pour your spirit out upon me that I may live in love, that I may give love, that I may share love. In Jesus' name. Come on and clap your hands. Hallelujah, Jesus. Brother Farrell, can you get the communion train for me? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. As we prepare to commune together, the Bible tells us to examine ourselves, examine our own hearts, our own minds, and to pray and ask God for forgiveness. So, Father, forgive us of all of our sins, sins of omission and sins of commission. That what we've done, what we said, it was in your sight, and it grieved you. God, we want to say we're sorry, not because we got caught, but because we grieved you, Father. We can't grieve you, and, and you get the glory out of our lives at the same time. So, God, we're sorry. Wash us thoroughly in the blood of the Lamb. Create within us a clean heart. And renew a right spirit within us. Purge us with his son. As we honor you today, as we commune together today, may this cup that represents your blood that was shed for us on Calvary give us strength, give us power, and give us the love that we need to share with this world. 
and made this cracker, this wafer, this piece of bread, whatever it is I'm getting communion with that represents your body. Lord God, we remember what you did for us on that cross. How they whipped your body. How they nailed your hands and your feet to the cross. We remember, Father, how they pierced you in the side. As we commune together today, we do it with great joy. We do it in humility. We do it with grateful, thankful hearts. We do it today because you are so good and you are so kind. And you are so gracious towards us. And we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. of communing together. Truly thankful to God for the blood of Jesus that was shed for us on Calvary. And thank him that he had us in mind. Because he could have been no. He could have walked away. He did not have to walk up the hill called Calvary. He could have blew on them while they were beating him. And they went tumbling down the hill like Jack and Jesus. But he didn't. He carried that cross. He took that beating. He allowed them to pierce him in his side. All so that we could live and have life and have life more abundantly. Let us commune together. The body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, take and eat. The cup that represents the blood that was shed for us on Calvary, take and drink. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. We want to say Happy New Year to everyone that's on the phone. To those of you that are here, our hospitality and outreach ministry has planned an event that's going to take place at 123. Um, so uh, we're going to go next door. They got some black IPs. They got some chicken. And they're going to play some games. And we're just going to fellowship and have a good time with the Lord. And there is something there for those that don't eat chicken. Amen. There is some salad. I think there's some potato salad or some salt salad. But we just want to fellowship. Maybe you don't want to eat, but you just want to stay in fellowship. We want you to stay in fellowship with us if you would like to. Amen. We're standing to receive our benediction. After communion, they sang a hymn and they went out. So let us sing our hymn and let us receive our benediction. Father, we thank you for your grace, your mercy. We ask that you would go with us and keep us as the apple of your eye. And may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us here now and forevermore. What I say unto one, I say unto all, watch, pray, and love every day. Be blessed in Jesus' name.